Hello and welcome back to the H Hour podcast. This podcast was brought to you today by the Aardvark Group. The Aardvark Group has established itself as a major player in its field, renowned for its exceptional technology and innovative propositions that have supported countless defence ministries, the humanitarian and NGO sectors and commercial operators in theatres of war and post-conflict environments around the world. Aardvark is foremost a humanitarian organisation working to help rid the world of the explosive remnants of war. Their technologies are uniquely developed by operators, for operators, which ensures that every product, system or platform conforms to the essential criteria of stability, survivability and reliability. Aardvark know that to have a truly lasting positive impact, their technologies must be cost effective. So they've commissioned a number of projects with their research partners to develop technical innovations with the core aim of delivering affordable solutions that can be deployed directly into communities to reduce the incidence of accidents and deaths due to explosive threats. A significant proportion of Aardvark's workforce are ex-military and Aardvark do a huge amount to support the military community. They also have a shop whereby you, if you work in a post-conflict zone, a hostile environment, you will find kit and equipment on their website that can aid you when you go in about your work overseas. Go to aardvark.group to check out all of their products and services and the technologies that they deploy that I've just been talking about and to check out their shop. And at checkout, throw in the discount code HHOUR and you will get money off exclusively for HR listeners. Thank you, Aardvark Group. You can, of course, also find them on social media. Just search for the Aardvark Group. Also bringing you this podcast today are Rugby for Heroes. Rugby for Heroes are a not-for-profit organisation formed in 2009 in the wake of the death of Private Joe Whittaker, who was sadly killed serving on operations with the Parachute Regiment in Afghanistan in 2008. Since Rugby for Heroes formation, they have raised nearly £120,000 for military charities. They recently held the first event of 2022 at Old Lemontonians RFC in beautiful Warwickshire. And that was a supper club which saw many people come together to eat good food, drink good drinks. Some people weren't drinking alcoholic drinks because they were doing dry January. That was not me. And to listen to guest speakers talk about inspirational stories and experiences during the evening. An awesome event. This event raised money for uh, the 353 charity and over a £1,000 was raised, I believe. Yeah, over a £1,000 was raised that evening. Quality events. Rugby the Heroes' next event is going to be in May. And then it will be shortly followed by their Rugby the Heroes Festival in June. You need to keep an eye on what Rugby the Heroes are doing. You really do. I've been to every event since I found out about them in 2018. And I intend to go to every event in the future i've also in the past been a beneficiary of rugby for heroes when i was finding things particularly difficult for a number of reasons and they were instrumental in helping me get through that difficult time in my life which is when i came to love them so much when i found out about the good work they do firsthand rugbyforheroes.org is the website and you can find them on social media at 
Rugby number four heroes. Rugby number four heroes. Please do give them a follow. And please get along to one of their events. Definitely come to the next one. Or whichever one you can come to. I'll see you there. I'll see you there and I'll buy you a pint. Rugbyforheroes.org. Thank you. Also bringing you the podcast today are Combat Cigars. Combat Cigars, I'm very proud to be a part of this company, a relatively new company. They are the only British military veteran-owned cigar company in the UK. We source our cigars from a family farm in Colombia, which has been rolling cigars for an excess of 200 years. These cigars are so good that I know several people who are binning off their love of Cubans to smoke combat cigars. I am not joking. I'm not making that up. You can find it out for yourself. I'm sure you'll find it online. That is happening, okay? We stumbled across this family who made cigars when we were looking for a, a unique independent supplier who fit the right people to work with, who we wanted to partner with. And my God, the product is incredible. Combat cigars are incredible as, as a result. We are three former service people. Obviously, you know my background to the podcast. The other two guys behind it as well. They are former Pyro guys. And the cigars we sell are all themed around the military, obviously. We've got four cigars. We've got the Center of Mass. We've got the Victory. We've got the Last Post. And we've got the Oath of Allegiance. And each cigar features a medal ribbon on it relating to the name of the cigar. You need to go on, on the website and take a look quite timely at the moment we've got our victory cigar which is very very popular it's robusta sized it's a beautiful flavor that features the medal ribbon of the south atlantic medal i.e the falkliners medal it is a 40th anniversary this year get on to combat cigars put in the discount code cc ooh, cc2022 yeah, that's correct cc2022 and you will get money off your next order do it by veteran owned when you're thinking about getting cigars when you're thinking about cigars in general for any reason think combat cigars go to combatcigars.co.uk for your next smoke your next alley smoke or whatever event onto the podcast my guest today is gaz walsh this is gaz's third appearance on a podcast and it will not be his last appearance i can guarantee you that gaz is former two para and former sfsg with the british army he is the founder of Sinita's guild and he is now the general manager of giving to services a blockchain company utilizing blockchain technology for good I will leave it at that. We talked about it on here. We talked about blockchain technology. We talked about all manner of stuff, as is always the case with Gaz. This is an interesting one, especially if blockchain, if crypto and all those buzzwords flying about, if it is a gap in your knowledge, you are going to love this podcast. This is the H-Hour podcast. My name is Hugh Keir, and my guest today is Gaz Walsh. Enjoy. Guys, Walsh back in the studio. Uh, oh, I'm not even on camera. Fuck that up, no. Yeah, right, fuck it up. Uh, welcome back. Welcome. I am so, welcome. improvements this time round. Yes. It's not 90 degrees outside and 140 degrees in Europe with no aircon. That is true. Yeah. Got a cardigan on. Doing alright. Cardigan, yeah. yeah. The aircon is still on the blink though. Okay. 
but we're gonna we'll survive. I'm okay. You will survive. Yeah. Um, we are gonna oh, do the disclaimer. We're gonna right. We're gonna be talking about so later in this podcast, we're gonna be talking about blockchain. We're gonna be talking about uh, and when people talk about blockchain, they all they often associate investment and making shitloads of money off the back of an investment to blockchain. So none of what we're saying in this podcast is advice or guidance on how you should invest your money into blockchain of any form, any way, shape or form. We are two morons who don't know what we're talking about. I'm glad you said that. I was going to say that. I didn't know if you'd like to be referred to as a moron. I don't Well, if I don't do it, yeah. someone else will do it. You just did. Yeah. Oh, no, I did myself, didn't I? Well, we are morons. Right, we're morons, it's yeah. We, we are not, I'm definitely not financially trained or anything. No. That's enough of a... That's yeah, enough, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like, so basically, if you don't understand, don't listen to a fucking word we say <laughs> when you're making a decision on where to put any of your money, yes. ever, in anything. No. Right. Never mind blockchain. Anything at all. Yeah. Right. We'll be happy now. Unless it's Sinita's Guild. <sighs> you can do that if you want, I suppose. <laughs> hey, what's happening with Sinita's Guild? There what's going go. on? That was Lots good, of change. Good segue. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, yeah. There is a, there is a change. So, so that I, anyone who's on the mailing list will have had like a, I, every year I do like an end of year, this is where we are, right? Yeah. What's happening? You try, you play well, with. Well, carry on. Okay. Yeah, look, right. When I'm, when I'm, when I'm looking elsewhere while you're talking, I'm looking at audio levels. I'm just making sure everything, I'm fucking professional, mate. Well, I realise that. Yeah. Right. Okay, so okay. I, I do normally say it to guests. If I look above and right over you when yeah. you're talking, I'm not falling asleep. I'm looking at, I'm just monitoring. Okay. Right? Okay. Let's imagine that you're still looking at me. Keep talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so every year I do like a end of year, this is what's going down. And this year there was actually a big change. So at the last year's one, was in the first year of COVID, pretty much, wasn't it? We just finished first year of COVID, and it was like my was it last year's what podcast? No, not podcast. Your end of year thing. My end of year email right. thing. So Sorry. I I sent a thing out, basically for my my sort of response to how that had been and what I thought Seg could do as a company to combat that in the future if it happened again. So obviously supply chain issues. Um, the fact that people are always online, you know, just general COVID issues that we've all been aware of. And my response was basically, okay, so how do we get past the the supply chain issues and all that? Well, let's try and get stuff made in the UK. Uh, so obviously our, our shirts are made all over the place. We get them from a supplier, printed with our stuff. And, you know, same with all, all the clothing. So how do you get past that? So you, you make try and make it in the UK. And... There would have been a price increase, increase you know, incurred with that. I would have, I would imagine. Um, but that was what that was the previous plan. And I've had a year to see how the world has responded to the pandemic in general, and how I've seen it, it's uh, it play out. My idea about that being a good idea, the previous plan has, has changed. So we've got a new plan. So the new plan is basically that. I don't. Th I think there's every chance this kind of thing could happen again, and there's every chance that governments around the world could make just as good a job of it as they've done this time and react in all sorts of lovely, unpredictable ways. So I see. I don't see Sinita's Guild as being like a our aspiration to be a proper <coughs> clothing brand. I define proper as in like. 
like a the reason know, for its existence. Well, yeah, the reason for its existence. Like, there's no, there's no. We're not trying to bring out a new style of this every year. Get it in shops. You know, like have a collection, thing in collection, thing in collection. You know what I mean? As like you would expect for most clothing brands. So you got, you know, let's, let's talk about people we know. People like Through Dog. So Through Dog have um, good guys. You know, make good stuff. People like it. Um, they are a proper clothing brand. They're looking at developing all their clothing all the time, making it better year after year. And it's that's their thing. It is the clothing and what the clothing is used for. That isn't Seg. Um, and it, it's become more apparent. Like Seg is more about community, I think, anyway. Because without the community, it's just a, it's a T-shirt with a, a thing printed on it. It's always been about... The clothing has always been about showing affiliation to a certain way of thinking i would say so with that in mind that's what we're, we're going to focus on <clears throat> and not it's developing the community and not trying to build a proper clothing brand in that way because i think down the line i see all sorts of problems with that i think certainly sm small clothing brands are going to struggle because i think large clothing brands there's going to be a lot more pressure put on you about sustainability Where's your stuff made? Who's it made by? What hoops have you know you had to jump through administration and you know manufacturing wise in order to make this? Uh, I'm not saying that's not a good thing or that, that the idea of that is a bad thing. If you know what I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't try and do all those things. But I see those as moving goalposts, and I see the potential for with all of these things where it's it's kind of about doing more good can always move towards in in a in a negative sense to like uh, an overemphasis on purity and you can never be so pure so the goalposts are always lose moving do you know what i mean so you see the main the main implication for these businesses that you think may struggle in the future yeah as being cost yeah so the, the cost will go up if they want to stay in the game and yeah. it'll become not sustainable yeah anymore. not sustainable pardon the fucking pun yeah yeah not sustainable um, so they, they but, in, but in that situation i'm sure you thought it through right but in that situation so correct me yeah but in that situation isn't it likely that the cost of the goods would go up anyway across the market and so consumers are, going to, are willing to pay more for sustainably sourced goods because that's where the bar is set now but it depends whether that's your aspiration doesn't it uh, do okay. you have the the inclination as a business owner to constantly have one eye on that and find out that the thing you made last week is no longer acceptable and now you have to, this other mm. thing to jump through. Now, if you what if the, the clothing is your thing, it's your reason for being, you know, that's fine. I mean, you can use three dogs as an example. Again, they, they're all about the technical quality of their clothing in order to fulfill a task, you know. So, are you too cold? Will you stop? Okay. Observing. Well, I'm doing stuff. I'm not even on camera. <laughs> Let me. I could be out there having a sleep while you're talking away. Like I do. <laughs> For people listening, I'm. I'm air constantly blink. I'm. I'm pressing the button to start it again, and it's distracted, yeah. guys. It has. I'm easily right. distracted. So yeah. So that's what I say. If that's if that's your inclination. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? If you want easily button. distracted. No. All oh, right. No, okay. Because I would have stopped fiddling. No, I would have hidden I'm, out of the way. Just been a dick. Right. Um, <laughs> so. If that's what you really want to do, if that's your aspiration to be a proper clothing brand and it's, it's about the clothing, then you have to jump through those hoops and you have to develop that. That's what we're doing then. And that's your game plan. 
it's not necessary for me to do that mm -hmm. because we're about it's about the community so and certainly as a small business it's a lot harder to do that if you're a bigger business with bigger funding and all those things those hoops are easier um yeah so the idea is to focus on developing the community and just trying to find a way because i've always felt that there's a lot of people obviously it's an international thing there's people all over the world who are into this stuff and follow us and you know get meaning from what we do which you have that that should be the focus and developing that but i've always felt that we don't do enough as in my my do we actually do good other than just to have a bit of inspiration for people and have a bit of sort of people feeling like they're a part of something and when they're on their own going oh, yeah, i think like this is everybody else why is everyone else not seeing the world the way i do knowing that there's other people around the world who really do think the same as you even though you don't know them and you are part of that Belonging is important, but um, doing actual good tangibly is something I would like to do more of with the company. And I, there's various ways I think we can do that, but the focus is just on the community over the clothing now. So if you think about the clothing now, it's more as merch, which sounds a bit crappy, but it's you'll always be able to buy the, the clothing. There will always be Sydney's Guild products. But it's not like we're going to be trying to develop I think, like the jacket we were going to do. Now, I spent a year and a half developing this jacket. Yeah, and I've got one. There's, I've got the prototype. But we binned it in the end because it's, it was a casualty of me changing my <clears throat> mindset about where the company needs to go. If you know what I mean. So those sort of things where people say, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. When are you going to do you know, some pants and this, shirts? It's just not... It isn't the focus. Maybe it'll happen, but it's not where we're, we're trying to be. We're trying to just get the word out to people to join the community. So I'm waffling a little bit, but that's that's the that's the change with Seg and the focus. Yeah, we're just it, it's that's why we're trying to drive people to the Discord. So you're on our Discord. So it, it combines with our attitude towards social media as well. Now. Social media, it's a reflection of us and of the way you use it, but I don't think they're particularly good actors. I don't know what your opinion on that is, but I don't, I don't think they're particularly good. I do, their business model is not, doesn't take, um, there's some negativity there that they're aware With social of. Media. Yeah, oh, some, absolutely. Yeah, and they don't do enough about it maybe and when they do think do things about it it's not particularly uh balanced the drama you've got with them is that <clears throat> so people will look at zuckerberg mm -hmm. they look at who's the guys you stepped down from twitter yeah dorsey dorsey, dorsey. they look at whoever else whoever what's the other platforms at the minute facebook twitter instagram is fucking facebook isn't it yeah and and think oh they're inherently bad because they wield all this power. Well, they do wield all this power. Yeah. And they use it to their advantage, whether that be for business or for ideology's sake, mm -hmm. what they think right. Yeah. And so they're inherently evil for that. But it's not it's not the re that's not yeah, how yeah, they've yeah. ended up there. Yeah. These people have ended up starting a mega business going, Holy I'm Google, Google as well, yeah, like, yeah, holy yeah, shit. Yeah. 
they've ended up as the most powerful people in the world. Mm -hmm. Some of the most powerful people in the world. Yeah, yeah. Who are driven by their own thoughts, feelings, opinions, and how the world should work on a grand scale or on a small scale. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If that was you in that seat, well, maybe not you, bad no, example. Not a bad but example. You, if you, well, probably no, if it was you and if it was myself, you okay. found yourself in that position and had an epiphany one day and went, oh my God, I've got this power. Yeah. I, I should not be here and step away. Mm -hmm. My first thought would be, hang on a minute, what if someone comes in who thinks differently? badly compared mm -hmm. to what I think. Yeah. Whatever and that's what that's where I think the position they're in. But they're also almost a victim of the lack of governance over those those companies. There's the because what was I reading the other what was I reading? Um Adam Smith, I mentioned to you didn't I? Adam Smith, The Wealth of the Nations, yeah, yeah, yeah. written in 1776. Yeah. Basically saying, now, the imperialism is the wrong way forward. Yeah. The best way forward is a social, no, a commercial society. Yes. Which we know is capitalism. Mm -hmm. And there's a quote in that book, and he says, bear in mind, 1776, and he says, uh, um, basically, capitalism, social, uh, commercial society is brilliant. Works very well. It's great for people. It's great for the economy. It's great mm -hmm. for democracy. Blah 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 blah. Until, or unless, you've got companies that are so. I think he says merchants in it, but companies. Yeah. The word's all different. Companies that are so big that they've they've almost got a monopoly and they've mm -hmm. got too much power, mm -hmm. and then it can bring catastrophe. Yeah. Seventeen seventy six, and then you look at it and go, "Oh my god!" What's well, it? Exactly where we are now, and yeah. not just with social media either. No, of course not. Yeah. But that's that's the state. Like humans are humans, and we always do the same things, don't we? It's that what's that my thing? Ah, uh, so sort of like history doesn't say the same thing, but it rhymes. You know, we tend to do the uh, same sort of things. Point, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've paraphrasing that really badly, but it, some people will be aware of it. <coughs> but yeah, but like as it refers to social media, when we first, when when SEG first started, it was really easy. You do everything all organically, and you could just get in front of people. Obviously, you can't do that anymore. That's fine. That's their business model. So they've now changed it to pretty much you have to pay for advertising. It's an advertising model. You want your people who want to see you to see your products, you have to pay. Now, I'm not, I, I'm not particularly happy with the way that they're handling certain things. So I feel crap giving them money, right? I think, and it sounds over-principled, and to an extent, I've made my life really difficult by doing it but we sort of decided at the end of last year we weren't going to do any more advertising with them and um, we were going to kind of just take what we've got and just go back to organic and word of mouth um, and that that is a dip there's a dip there there's a massive dip in reach but we grew with word of mouth so yeah we, we basically we wouldn't give them any money anymore and I'm not saying that will never be the case in the future we might have to do that but currently I don't particularly want to support the way that they're doing things with my money because there is a there is a sort of moral and ethical standpoint with SEG, I suppose. It certainly like, tries to be like a pr reasonably principled thing. And a personal responsibility, my personal responsibility is directing the cash that my customers give me to a company that is potentially doing stuff I... I don't think is a good idea and is making problems, you know, for what I don't really care about the reasons behind that, but the, the output of what they're doing, is not great in a lot of ways. 
So while they're not doing anything about that or not, you know, while that's a bad situation, I don't particularly want to direct customers' money in that direction. Mm. So, so all these things compound into the state of where, where Sega is now, where it's something that exists. It's not desperately trying to grow. It's not desperately trying to make any, any more money. It's not trying to do any of those things. As long as Sega exists as for the people who are aware of it and may become aware of it in future through friends and whatever, and there's enough money in it to be able to support the the people who work there, basically my brother and my brother's family. Because I, I, that's another thing we can talk about, but I, I'm not paid by Sega anymore. I don't take a wage. So as long as that's a thing, it exists. And that's, and that, that's the main change, I would say. You're but, still the gaffer, though. Well, yeah. I'm still on the books, you know, and I still, I'm effectively doing the same thing. So I'm still, I still write all the, the blurb and I'm still talking to people and I'm still as involved um, as I was before, I suppose. Yeah, no, and she made it sound like you weren't, but you, you weren't. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah. It's just that they, I, my brother does a lot more behind the scenes now than he used to. That's basically what it is. But we still, most people won't even know. <laughs> most people won't even realise that that's the case. You know, who, who, who aren't on the mailing list and who haven't read my little <coughs> spiel or said that every year. They won't, and I, I think that's the case. Most people won't know any difference. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where that is. What is what is the purpose? What is the purpose of um, enabling that community or focusing on the community as opposed to the yeah the, sw the switch? What is the purpose? Honestly, what do you want the community to be to 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 achieve? Well, honestly, I I think we're at a huge time of. Obviously, the world's always in flux but I think there's some big changes coming and I think a lot of it's going to be really difficult you know this we've seen this past two and a half years it's, that's been hard times and I get my emails off the, the community already regularly saying this little thing helped me get through this this mind to help me get through this and I've always had that but we definitely had more of a, an uptick during the last two and a half years you know and it's it, it sounds like I'm big timing it, maybe to the one person, but whatever. Like we've genuinely stopped people topping themselves from just knowing that there's people out there who, when they look at the world and think it's gone mad, that there's other people who go, "No, I think it's gone mad as well." Just stick to your guns. This is like, you know, the whole personal responsibility and service. They are those core values. You are your actions. There's plenty of other people who think like that. You're not the only one. It's okay. You know what I mean? And I think that's what it's about. It's just like being a, a high five for people to go. Uh, these people do still value this this mindset in the world, even though you, when you sell it for people who you know maybe have been completely sucked into the news and all that stuff, it's a warm fuzzy for people. And I think that's what it's, what it's about is just keeping that going. Was it um, as principled as you are, um, and as embedded? in Cynthia's Guild as you are, mm. being the fucking founder and the, mm. the man behind it, was how difficult was it a decision to decide to bring something else into your focus, i.e. give it the services? Mm. Hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's massively hard. Because I mean, Guild, I've always said that Cynthia's Guild is a massive responsibility because it isn't just... You know, there, there, is that, there is that cult-like element to it. Let's be absolutely fucking absolutely honest about this. I describe you as a cult leader repeatedly. I know, but it's that it is a bit like that, and yeah. I, I'm not. Yeah. I do know that. I have like the self awareness <laughs> to know that. 
Yeah, the well, irony. The irony. Yeah, yeah. But it is. There's. There's. There's massive responsibility with that. Personal responsibility. So I can't dodge it. So. It's difficult. So I was always like, well, what if the business fail? What if the business actually does fail eventually? Or what if I just get absolutely licked with it, and want to just sack it for whatever reason? So it, think other things happen in my life or whatever. I just I I can't do that. I'm stuck with it, and that's it's not meant to be said in a negative way, but it's a responsibility that I put on myself, and I've got I've got to to deal with it forever. You know, so it's a yeah, it's a big decision. So even if, even if say, it won't happen now. But what if we were bought out by somebody? So I say, well, I want to buy a brand. I couldn't just give it to them, could I? Because they would fuck it up. Because the reality is, the only person that really like gets it enough to navigate the nuances <coughs> of everything is me. And that obviously sounds like an incredibly arrogant guy, but that's well, no, no, that is no, no, that's no. true. You can, it's safe to say that you can say it about Sinitas Guild for yeah. all those reasons. You know, yeah. Like so that's it. Yeah, it's a it was a massive decision. Yeah, it's really difficult, and that's it's not like like I say, I've not washed my hands with it. I am still basically still there. It's just the day to day running, I don't do anymore. And so, and I don't take a wage from it. Um, I can imagine you did like a long time of due diligence. Before deciding to accept, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you got fully full full paranoid about some 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 some. I don't know. Well, that's why that's just that's why my brain works, isn't it? It just it goes deep on things. Um, so yeah, so we we should probably tell people what we're talking about. So, anyway, I, I well, I've been trying to lead you onto that. Well, I know you have. I know you have. <laughs> I, just, I, I didn't. Fear, I wasn't finished with Sydney's Guild. Oh, we not. Well, I wasn't. I am now. Oh, when okay. you first tried, oh, yeah. tried to lead me in that oh, direction, sorry. I wasn't. Sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry. happy. Yeah. Anyway, so this is what happens when you don't plan the steps of a podcast. Well, who's yeah. in charge here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Go for it. laughs> okay, so I'm now involved with a project called Giving Services, and it is a a blockchain project. So it's a a crypto token. Now, uh, there's plenty of people who are just going to go, see you later. Switch off. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so we're not going to, I'm going to be, when we talk about this, I'm going to be so broad brush. So this is not for crypto people, if you know what I mean. If you're already into this, you already understand how the tech works, aim for you. I'm going to talk like morons, like me and you, even though you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so I became aware of this company I, I think, yeah, a while ago. So I've been aware for a while and I've held this token myself for a while. Um, and the reason that I got involved was primarily because I believe it's good. I mean, we're partnered. So Cineas Guild and Given to Services are partnered. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Right, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So we're, you know, official partner, whatever you want to want to call it. So our our goals are aligned. So we both believe in personal responsibility and service. Those things are both good things, and that's and all you are your actions thing as well. So when I spoke before about me not feeling like Seg can do enough tangible good, 
I've thought in the past about maybe I should, you know, start a a token to like, like a community crypto token to try and do some good with that and give some ownership of it and a bit of governance or whatever. But actually, it occurred to me over time that it, it makes more sense for giving to services to be a method of doing that, which is why I took the job. Um, so what giving to services is, it is a method, when it comes down to it, of giving back to people in service professions. It's a way of redistributing wealth. That's the, probably the easiest way of looking at it. Okay. Thinking face. What do you think of face? Oh, no. Well that, well, that expression, I think, redistributing Welsh makes it sound like Robin Hood's scenario, okay. but which I don't think is what you mean. Okay. You know, like, um, you're, yeah, exactly what you said. Okay. Well, we'll probably get to, get okay. to that in a minute. Cool. Okay, so what this is, given the services has a, so we're going to have to explain blockchain and stuff, aren't we? Do you think? Uh, no, not really. So when I just this is what I, so when I explain blockchain stuff, okay, I, you try and no, when I try and explain it in a in a way that people understand, okay, right, e purge the word blockchain, okay, ignore that, right, and people. So I think we think it. about this the same way. Yeah. So. so this is what this is what we're talking about or what it is. You invest your money again. This is why the fucking disclaimers. Are <laughs> this, right? We're not talking about giving the services here. I'm explaining. Concepts. The concept of of blockchain tokens, the tokens in okay. general. So you're not going to go across the board. Well, the, the blockchain's a technology, right? But yeah. the token side of it. So okay. it, when we people think, because when people think of blockchain, they think, oh, I'm going to make shitloads of money or lose shitloads of money. Yeah. Yeah. And someone behind it is going to get really rich at my expense, maybe. Right. It does happen. Yeah, yeah, it does happen. It does, it does happen. happen. Right. So ignore the word blockchain right. everybody knows about stocks and shares you can buy a share you can buy a share mm -hmm. put money into that and maybe you will make money on that share maybe the company whose that share is part of may fail and you earn nothing yeah that's how i liken it it's the same okay. thing so a token is a share it's not right? well no 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 okay. no but it's concept the same okay okay, okay. you're buying a yeah, part yeah, yeah. of a thing yeah right you're buying a part of a thing you may make money on it, you may not. And the and that is dependent on the value of the thing and it can fluctuate depending on a million different factors. Where you talk about, when you bring it into blockchain, when you talk about a token, it's generally regarded as much more volatile and the fluctuations can be much higher or much lower. And as you said, it's not the same as the share, but the concept's mm -hmm. the same. You buy a part of the beast mm -hmm. and, um, and you can get money back or not on that. Now, the addition, into that is the difference between blockchain tokens and shares is shares serve nothing but to make people money or lose people money mm -hmm. with blockchain those tokens i.e those shares those tokens they serve a purpose in enabling whatever the technology behind it is part of yeah the utility of that thing okay that fair yeah i think that's, that's okay, okay that, that'll work are you happy <laughs> <laughs> i just i i was down, when we were driving down here in the car, I was like, how are we going to talk about this? How are we going to talk about it in a way that isn't going to shut people's brain off instantly, but also is going to make sense to people? Okay, so to make it very simple, we have a token. People who buy that token, okay, we have a token. We also have a platform, okay? An online platform. 
You can buy that token on an exchange, a crypto exchange. You can then, what's called staking, you can put it on our platform, right? It's called staking. Staking is basically just you lending your tokens to the network in order to help secure it. And for doing that, you get paid a reward, okay? So effectively interest. So by doing that, you get paid this interest and you can take that interest every day. And it tends to be a higher rate of interest than you would maybe get in your bank because of the volatility that you're talking about. So the pound is generally pretty stable, so you don't get that much interest. Crypto, a lot more volatile. So to reward you for using it, you generally get a higher rate of interest. So the daily rewards that you can take, 4% of that we take and we give to service people for free. That's basically the concept. So that's, and obviously anybody can buy these tokens. Anybody. Institutions, individuals, whatever. So if you're looking at for the distribution of wealth thing you were talking about there, if you're, say you're a hedge fund and you buy a load of these tokens, the rewards that you're going to generate every day from the amount of money that you're going to be putting in are quite high. So that 4% that we take from that, it's a big number as well. So these people here are getting more wealthy. The, as in the services people? Well, both. Yeah. So oh, and the people. They, this this side, yeah, so they're putting their money on the platform because they, they're earning a lot of interest because they put a lot of money on the platform, as in institutions or individuals, but we'll talk about institutions. Institutions. The rewards then are higher. The interest they earn is higher. That 4% is then higher, and that's you're redistributing that to service people. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so it's from the service people's perspective. Mm -hmm. So let's say a let's say a member of the NHS, okay. for example, yeah. registers with uh, with given the services, yeah, um, and which doesn't cost them anything. Register, no, no, no. The, the register with custom. The register we're giving to services. We should probably say now that this is a, you know, later in this year they will be able to later in this year they'll be able to download an oh, app. Oh yeah, because it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. later in this year they'll be able to download an yeah, app. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just by having that app, SBS tokens will go into their app. Yeah. They'll get given them for free, off other people who've actually invested. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So there's NHS workers. Yes. If they want to register, get the uh, the um. The given services, SES tokens for free mm -hmm. into their app, yeah. basically into their, uh, their digital wallet. Yeah. And the relevance of that is if they so wished, am I right in saying they can convert it into real money? Of course they could. Or yeah. they can spend it. Or on, they could yeah, yeah, stake yeah. it back themselves and yeah, earn interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get that sort of passive yeah, income yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like we've not done that the best way we could, but I think that's basically the, con the, the concept for people. No, yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. so so uh, so it's really, so I mean, those those beneficiaries who don't have to do, pay anything to be to register, give it to services, yeah. but are, um, yeah, NHS for example, they are basically they're getting a payout for free simply because of what they do for a living. For a living, yeah, it's like it's giving back. It's it's just basically thank you is a term. I hate the thank you thing because none of us want a pat on the back and none of us want to go thank you. We're not comfortable with thank you for your service, are we, generally, in this country? We don't do it. It's a bit stiff upper lip. Um, but it is secretly nice to get a little bit of a high five. 
And that's basically what this is. It's the recognition that people do a certain job and actually that job takes can take a toll on them <coughs> over time. And their pensions aren't the best. Right? And obviously we all know this when we go into it and we don't really care while we're actually doing the job. But this is using harnessing a, a technology to go, hang on. There's some people here who are investing. We can take some of their effectively profits and give it to you just for being a good dude and doing a good job. It's that sort of thank you. So it's like when people think of crypto, it's exactly like you said originally with the whole. So what would happen sometimes is that you would have a token and you would then target a group of individuals. So let's say we're target, targeting BIM men, right? This token, we want BIM men to buy this. So we, we really focus on getting all the BIM men to, to buy this. Okay. Now, I'm the guy who created this token. And I hold You're like, talking about a random token. Random token. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Random token. BIM man token. Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is, this is BIM man coin. Okay. <laughs> I invented BIM man coin. And I hold, say, you know, 50% of the, of the coins. And the rest of them in circulation for people to buy. So I target the bin men. Yeah, come on, bin men. We get big sales thing. Everyone come and buy this coin. As the, they buy them, coin value goes up. I get rich. On your 50% that you sat on. My 50% that I sat that on. you decided not to do any good with. Don't do anything with it. I just get rich off these bin men. The bin men get some money as well, obviously, they're, they're, when the token goes up. But they've got like, you know, they might have 300 tokens, bin men tokens. Where I've got like, you know, 50 million or whatever. You know what I mean? So that, when people think of like Ponzi schemes and stuff like that, that's because that's what you mate in the pub when he's telling you about crypto. That's what the, the non-believer says, isn't it? That's not a Ponzi scheme, mate. Those things do exist. And you have to be able to, you know, look out for them. But that's not the case here. It's not the case. Because nobody, you do not have to, the people we're trying to help don't have to buy the token. Mm. You know what I mean? They don't have to buy it. There's people who will buy this because they, the people who buy it because they genuinely want to help. Brilliant. I think this is, I think this is one of the difficult, can you say something? No, go on. I think this is one of the differences with like, you get different sorts of crypto people, don't you? I think anyway. You get like sort of crusaders, right? You get people who recognize that they can use their wealth and put it somewhere to enact something that they believe in and then you have people who just want to get rich now, don't get me wrong everyone wants to increase their general financial situation don't they get better no one wants it to get worse but i think a lot of the vibe you have in the crypto community the the good side of it if you go right did you see the thing with um constitution now no okay so it, this, this will be a tangent, but I'm, I'm trying to get back to the fact that I'm talking about crypto for good and using this as a good use case. And then we'll come back to the terrible way we've described fucking this in a minute. I've just, I've, I've, yeah, it doesn't matter. So Constitution Dow, you, know you know where Dow is, don't you? <laughs> we what? described it fine. We okay, described yeah. it fine. Okay, yeah. It's fine. It's, it, you know, it's... Yeah, but I, I want to do a better job of it in a minute. But I think we, if we contextualise it, I can come back and talk about okay, it again. Right. Okay. I knew this was going to be like this. <laughs> okay, so you know what a DAO is, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So for people who don't know, it's 
decentralized autonomous organization. So it's basically a low what? Oh no, I was thinking of fucking Dow Jones. Go on. No, okay, right. Oh, right, okay. I'm gonna educate you on something. Go on then. Okay, cool. So a DAO is basically like think of it like a, a decentralized company full of kind of volunteers just working towards a task. Right? And there's thousands and thousands of these things. And they all generally have like a sort of a use case. There's a, a thing that they're trying to achieve generally. Some of them are based on like computer games and things like that. But the example I'm talking about, Constitution DAO in the US, what they did was they said, wouldn't it be cool if we bought a copy of the Constitution? Because there's a copy of the US Constitution coming up for auction. They thought, what if we can just buy that? So they created this DAO, which is effectively a Discord group, right? Um, and everybody put money into it. They wanted to buy a physical copy of the Constitution. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it's, it's like really organized crowdfunding in a way in that situation. It's not like just a, a website. So, yeah, they all came together and put their funds into raising money to buy this DAO. And these are people who don't know each other. They're all over the world, obviously mainly American because they were trying to do this. But it was about proof of concept. Can a group of dispersed people who just want to achieve one thing, put some money into somewhere, organize, and enact something. That is hyper-focus, isn't it? Yeah, right? And they nearly did it. They made, raised millions. Nearly, nearly did it. And then some hedge fund dude just went, no. Because they, they, were, they were basically, they failed because they were naive, and they, they, they made... They made public what their, their maximum bid was oh, <laughs> that, they, they, no. that they could go to. Like, we can't go any higher than this. Oh, this is all God. Yeah, very basic error. So they got they got done at the end. You know, they got done by someone more experienced who understood the system. And he apart, literally just, just outbid them. Apart from the proof of concept, what was the purpose of buying the Constitution? Just to it'd be cool. Wouldn't that be cool? Who was behind it? Who, someone, someone had to spark this. Well, it's just people. That's the thing. These things don't necessarily have uh, a centralised brain. This and this is the this is the concept. It's decentralization. It's people all over the world going, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Or I believe this. Mm. Let's idea, 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 idea. One catches a spark and then everyone's yes, yeah. that's the one. We're buying the constitution. Yeah. But you need it's worth looking into to DAOs. Like I did some part time work for one at the end of last year, prior to this. Just uh, just and basically I ran their social media. So there's a there's a DAO called um, there's a company called Bagless who are really good sort of crypto podcast. It's worth looking at. And they their sort of belief system is that eventually you can be your own bank, which is a you know it's a crypto thing. You don't necessarily need centralized banking. You can be your own bank, right? Just you with your wallet, your crypto wallet. That's it. You are you're your own bank. And you can live in the crypto world and come out into the fiat world when you need to. But it's that personal responsibility of being sovereign and looking after your own financial affairs now you can do that obviously currently it's quite limiting you ain't there yet really but you can do that it's only limiting because you can't because so few things you can pay for with crypto yeah exactly most stuff is fiat yeah on off on off fiat ramps are difficult and we come on to regulation and all that but yeah so that that's the case so i did some part-time work for them and i was paid to do it no one knows who it was i was on there pseudonymously so it wasn't gaz walsh i was another person and i literally went on there and said um, so they, their DAO is based down into, you know, there's like a, there's an education bit, there's a marketing bit, there's all the, it's basically a company based just within a discord group. It's organized very well and they have their own token called bank. 
and for running their Instagram page, making a bit of content and putting it on there, I was paid in bank. And it's called Bankless. Bankless, yeah, Bankless Dow, that particular one. But it's, like I say, there's thousands of these things for all sorts of issues. Um, but yeah, I was paid, and it's, I think for like four months' work, it ended up obviously the bank token goes up and down, but at the time of being paid, it was six hundred quid for probably about, I don't know, I got twelve hours' work over that time. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the value goes up and down, so I hold those now. <coughs> so as their project in general gets better. Value goes up. I've got a nice little investment, just from helping, from vol- effectively volunteering, but being given a bit of their token. Yeah, it's a gamble, isn't it? Of course it is. It's, but it's, it's about gamble, giving. Yeah. It's about giving a bit of time. You know, but I, I wasn't doing it. I wanted to learn how the DAO process worked. It was a part of crypto that I hadn't been part of before, and wanted to see how it worked in practice. So I had to be part of it. So DAO is specific to crypto. Well, it tends to be, yeah. Well, the Constitution example wasn't specific to crypto was it they came together to try and buy the constitution what was crypto about it no i fairly i, I think they had their i'm fairly sure they had their own token that they oh. bought that was then worth this much that meant they can go and try and buy it i think that's the case oh oh okay yeah okay it's that i'd have to read properly about it there's definitely a crypto element behind okay. it okay yeah but like i say these just just google them wait google them but go on discord download discord and search for this stuff twitter's a great place to find crypto Twitter is mega for learning. Okay. Anyway, the point the point behind it is there's these two sort of camps. There's the camps who really want to try and do something. They care about the philosophy behind crypto in general. Um, care about sort of decentralization, care about personal responsibility, personal sovereignty, those sorts of things. And then there's people who just go, well, that's it, you know, 10 cents now. I reckon that's going to be a quid in a year. I'm going to buy that and just hope I make money. So there's two sides to it. And I'm obviously on the, the sort of philosophical side. You know, I, I think you can, as an individual, try and do some good. So that's how I see giving to services. I see it as in... Put me off with that. I see it yeah, as in... Um, Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, I see this is an organisation that exists to give, to make the financial situation of people who I respect and would like to help better. And the money in, so the people who buy the token, doesn't matter why they're buying the token. You could be an absolutely bloodthirsty hedge fund who buys the token, right? You could be a really well-meaning person who just wants to be involved in it and buy the token. When that happens, the token value goes up. Pe- more people stake it. The rewards are bigger. More people get helped. That's that's why I'm in this. It's that simple. So I just that's where when I said redistribution of wealth, that's where mm. I think that fits. Yeah. So, yeah, that's basically it. And it and this is the best thing about it. And it is super. It's like obviously we're not a charity. Not a charity, we're a business. There to make money, because if we make money, we get to help more people. And it's very, it can be confusing for people because we are a charitable token. We are doing a charitable thing, but it's more philanthropy. And there's all sorts of connotations to do with that. So, as a service person, oh, gone. No, no, go on. No, go on. Okay. So, as a ex-service person, do you like being referred to as a charitable cause 
<laughs> or in need, or in need of charity. No. You find that sort of offensive, don't you? No. It's I know a few people that do. It's uncalled. Like yeah. That. It's yeah. No. So do I. Yeah. Reference people who annoy me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but, but you, it, we don't feel like because we're so service people are some of the most capable people in society. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, we that's, see ourselves as the back in an arrogant sense I suppose we see ourselves as, as to an extent as like the backbone of the company of the country you know without us lots of things go bad without the people who are willing to put themselves forward you know we all take the hit on that and also we enjoy it it's not like we get nothing out of it it's mega but yeah we don't feel like we're a charitable case so I, I think it if you look at the definition of charity, it's to do with being needy, to be looking after a needy cause. Philanthropy is a private enterprise to improve standard of living, standard of life. Got it. So I would say that's where we are. So it's different when we, when we sort of market, because we have to market, when we market and talk about ourselves, it's quite difficult because we have to walk that line of talking about ourselves as like a ch doing charitable things, which we are. We are moving wealth from these people to these people who we'd like to help. We're not a registered charity. We're not a charity. We're a business, if you know what I mean. So, although, if in like rankings and stuff, we would be like the the number one charitable token by market cap, which we are. Not a charity. To be honest, it's until, a great you, area. until you'd until you'd I'd, to be honest, never I'd, I'd never even considered it like that. Yeah. That I'd never. It's a no, problem. It's, my, it's a problem with my brain, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I just realized, I just, no, it's a good thing. Because I thought, oh, that's actually never occurred to me that, that I've always, I literally perceive it as I can put money in you mm -hmm. and there's a chance I could earn back on that, mm -hmm. like significant sums yeah. or little sums, whatever. Yeah. But if all else fails, if I lose my X amount of pounds that I put in to buy, mm -hmm. then in the process of losing, I've given into the pot that goes to these people yep. I respect and I would like to it's like a it's like a it's like the bonus at the end of the year you know what I mean a yeah, yeah, of, yeah. well these people are getting something and they're for nothing yeah for nothing yeah for nothing and it's hard for people it's to that. grasp it yeah that's the thing it's hard for people to grasp it like where you do get the odd message going what's going on here I like man, I like it I I look I look at the because you're a holder let's be off yeah I'm a holder yeah I'm a holder and I um I when you told me about it because I trust you when you told me about it, yeah. I looked at it, went, that's interesting. Let's chuck something in there and see, mainly the, to see how it worked. Because mm -hmm. you, you can't really see how it works until you're in it. Well, that's, really, a, like, that's a crypto thing. You can understand though. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a crypto thing. And, um, and I, I'll be honest, I, I log in every single day, right? Right? To, my, to the platform to yeah. see what the, you know, what's changed, what the yeah, value yeah. of the coins changed, what the return has been for my, my investment each day. Yeah, yeah. But, it's partly, well, a big part of it is because I'm getting a kick because I know, oh, that's another day where I've, I've effectively donated. Yeah. I've effectively donated yeah. to the pot. Yes. And that pot is getting used for this. And yes. I'm like, yes, well done, Hugh. Pat on the back. You're an awesome person. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you get through the day. Yeah. But no, no, that's it. Yeah, it, but that's it. And, and, you know, it's, yeah, that, that's it. You know, we, it's like... Um, there, there is that selfishness to it. It makes me feel good. Well, I do. I can shoot me. I can shoot. Yeah, yeah. Me. Well, it's just it. We have. That's why we're different. Well, not where we're different, but I, <laughs> I know what that feels like. You know, I went around Oxfam shop for a year. Yeah. So yeah. I volunteered around Oxfam shop for a year when I first left the army, and 
I, I left in the end purely because I realised that I was doing it for those reasons. I didn't give, if I was absolutely honest, didn't give a fuck about the people who were supposed to help. I was doing it to make myself feel better. Oh, well, well. I know, but that's, uh, it's my no, psych, no, no. that's my but psychology. At, at the, but at the very <laughs> bottom, right? Yeah. So You are definitely doing good. In yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but let's go back to your Oxfam situation. Ah, right, okay. No, the root cause of that, of yeah. you going, so, no, no, you left. Oh, I yeah. left because I was doing it because it made me feel good. Yeah. Right. Well, at the very bottom of any motivation for you to do anything. Oh, yeah. Right. Is if, if you think, if you think the very bottom, you think, well, I'm going to do this because I should be doing this because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. There is a layer below that that makes you feel good about it. Totally. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it makes you feel good. Yeah. No, no, I, that's right. it. That's exactly it. Yeah. It, it was after the tsunami. It was a massive tsunami. So you fa- you left because it was making you feel bad because you were helping people. No, I, I left because no, I recognised it was, was making you it. feel good. Yeah, I left because I was like, <laughs> I'm doing this purely for my. I don't wake up in the morning and give and give a second thought to the people I'm helping. I oh yeah, I was, it was, you know, 2003. I was. It was oh, 20... you mean on an individual level? Yeah. What What's wrong with that though? Well, I just it's where I was psychologically at the time. I was like, I don't like. Oh, it. okay. I was just I was doing it. There was a lack of integrity there. I was being me leaving because it was only about me. There was more integrity there than staying for yeah. doing it for the wrong reasons. Anyway, I'm a strange character, dude. You know this. Where were we? We were talking about. Well, basically, we we're talking about you getting a kick from doing good. Yeah. Because you're you. Which were, I'm not ashamed of. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's but you are you're on that side. When I'm talking about those crypto people, you're on that side of it. You are someone who, and this is what this is what I think is quite interesting. And this and this this is this is not advice. But the things that I put my money into, generally in life, I don't put my money anywhere that I don't think is a good thing, right? And you mean I, good on the spiritual level? Kind of. I have to. Be, I believe in what I'm spending money on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't just do, you know, on a whim. So, when I get involved in something, if I put some money into it, it's because it aligns with what I think is a good idea. It maybe aligns with my sort of worldview. I certainly wouldn't put money into something that that didn't align with my worldview because you vote with your money. So, the fact that even if I put some money into something that's, I see someone go, I think that is a good idea. They're trying to do good. All the general sort of vibes behind it, right? You know, it's not, it's not a, you know, it's not sketchy. These people are genuinely trying to do a good thing. I'm quite happy to put some money into that to enable them to try and do that. And that ties into the Constitution down thing. Those people went, wouldn't it be cool if we could buy a copy of the Constitution? Right, there you go. Here's 100 quid. I'll bang 100 quid into that. If I lose that 100 quid, whatever. Let's see if we can make that happen. Let's see if we can do some, you know, change the constitution down to, you know, trying to, what's another one? There's another one called Blockbuster down. Okay. You you read in on that? No. <laughs> so Blockbuster down, it's slightly less serious than I the constitution one. I hadn't heard of Dow oh, okay. well, you, you, in this context. Okay, okay. okay. Right. But it's mega. Dow's are, Dow's are in some way, they're very disorganized, they're new and they're very disorganized, but in some ways they are potentially the future of work or could be the future of a lot of people's work. Oh, okay. Right. So, Blockbuster Dow. You know Blockbuster? Yeah. Old video store that we used to go get videos from when we were teenagers and watch like Nightmare on Elm Street when we were 13 and shit. Right. So, 
Constitution DAO wants to buy Blockbuster, as in buy the rights to the, the company and everything. I thought it was dead. Well, it, it, I think it has like one store, doesn't it? I'm fairly sure there's one store and it's like a nostalgia store and that's the only reason. Really? I'm fairly sure, yeah. Okay. Okay. So it, it, it certainly exists as an entity that you could buy the you know, copyright to and, and run it. They want to buy Blockbuster and turn it into a new Netflix. Now, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm not saying it's going to happen. You know, a lot of these things are. Should we do that for a laugh? But my, it's still the same thing. It's somebody going. That'd be mega if we did that. Can you imagine if Blockbuster came back and, and beat was Netflix. bigger than Netflix? Except, but there you go. You, yeah. You're sold on you. Yeah, I'm sold. Exactly. <laughs> you're sold on. But that's just it. That's what that. That's what blockchain can do. So blockchain, crypto, DAOs. This this new ecosystem, Web three, if you want to call it Web three. That's what. That's the sort of things that that can do. People from everywhere come together, bit of cash, organize, go make something happen. Do you feel confident to ex just quickly explain Web three to people? Well, yeah, because it's just it's just it's those... not a common term. It is not regardless of what you think. It's okay, not so, common. Okay. It's not a common term. <sighs> okay, that's it. Just just keep it a do high you... level. Well, it's, it's just a so if you an think... evolution, the third evolution of internet. yes, that's basically it. It's the third yes. evolution of the internet built on blockchain. That's that's pretty much it. So, so we're in Web two now, as it is. Well, you would know Web two, yeah. So all the, the things like Facebook, all those things, Facebook, the internet that you know is Web two. Web three is kind of built, kind of on top, but like yeah, web, it's all blockchain. It's all blockchain applications and yeah, the back end basically. Yeah, so you won't know a difference if you went on a Web three site. You wouldn't know any difference probably, other than the fact that you'd probably be able to log log in with your crypto wallet. Yes, okay, it's, a, okay. it's a it's a it's a back end change. Yeah, now you won't you probably wouldn't see it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's it's a it's a term used to talk about blockchain and all the little tangents of blockchain. That's that's kind of how I see it, and I think this is the thing as well. With when we're talking about all this stuff, it isn't always important initially to really understand it. If you know what I mean, like you don't understand it because you you potentially going to put money into it, but. You don't need to go on a mega deep tech dive with all of this to be involved because there's lots of people who can't do that. They're just not going to get it. Yeah, they, but as in, they would get it if they tried, not try, but like, you know what I mean? It put a lot of people off. You can understand this stuff. Like you don't understand it for what you probably do. But the average person doesn't understand how when they go onto Amazon, put the, their details in and buy something. They don't really, they couldn't explain to you how that happens technically. You couldn't explain how an email works, but you do it, you know. And we're from a generation that emails, when we remember when email happened and you were like, well, I just put that in there and it goes somewhere. And it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's where we are with, with, with blockchain. That's how I see it. And crypto, it's just a new thing. It's a, it's a, my view anyway, it's a better way of doing a lot of things we already do which is just as easy as doing it. It's just that you're not used to it yet. Yeah. That's my thinking. So if you can if you can download an app, you can download a wallet, a crypto wallet. Yeah. And there's a lot of rubbish that flies about it as flies about about it as well. Well like, we know um, what that is. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know. Um I mean I, I think a I think a blockchain in in terms of oh, what does that do? If I was gonna explain it to my kids, mm -hmm. oh, what's blockchain, Daddy? I'm like two seconds, I mean guys. No, I wouldn't. I I, I explain it in three ways. It's a, it's uh it's a technology like yeah it's a technology that 
communicates in a new kind of way, mm-hmm. can do um, complex calculations in a new kind of way for whatever purpose. So what, for part of whatever software in whatever hardware, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it can also be used as a way to um, invest money, make money mm-hmm. as, part, as, as part of it. You can do yeah, that. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely three things. And, uh, and, and then, and then as a, like a plus side, I see to it is that every, every bit of communication, every transaction that occurs is publicly visible. Yeah. And all, and all unalterable. And unalterable. Like yeah. a, yeah. That's, I mean, that's how I think about it. It's a database. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a permanent ledger database. That gets updated, say every ten minutes. Gets updated every ten minutes, and you can't. Once something's been updated, you can't back. You can't backdate it. You can't change anything that's happened before that time. Ten minutes, just an example. Ten minutes, just an example. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I thought I said that. Yeah. I yeah. thought I said that, Hugh. But there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> these are the things where we need both our faces. <laughs> yeah. So. It's a, just a, it's a ledger of record. It's like a database. But the difference between a database that most people are aware of, like a centralized database, would be that only a few people have access to update that database. And they can also go back and change the database prior to them being involved, if you know what I mean. The difference with blockchain is it's decentralized to the point where it's a decentralized um, consensus mechanism. So you can't change anything on it unless everybody agrees. And it's just thousands and thousands and thousands of different, you know, millions, whatever, big numbers. A lot of people think, I mean, just think about it as a computer. A million people with a computer. And to get any, to make any changes to this database, they need to agree. There needs to be a consensus. So you can't bluff it. You can't go, right, let's, let's all get together and put something fraudulent in because not everyone's going to agree on that. Most people are going to go, no, you know what I mean? So if- yeah. To conceptualize that. So let's say, cause people think, Oh, fraud. Like you just said, yes. people think fraud or oh, criminals paying criminals. Uh-huh. Right. So for example, let's say, uh, let's say I, I, I pay money to, so I pay money to whatever in a fraudulent manner and a criminal manner, whatever. Right. right. If I wanted to hide that record. So I do that. It goes on to the date, the, the, the ledger that you're talking yeah. about, the uh, distributed ledger transaction, distributed yeah, yeah. list, just distributed transaction, DTL, DLT, whatever <laughs> the list goes onto that list, and that that ledger, that list of transactions that are happening all the time, yeah. for whatever reason, that transaction, it may be a transaction in terms of a monetary transaction, so token transaction, or it may be just a transaction of information yeah. as part of the bigger piece, because it's because that uh, this particular transaction is behind a website which is. Web three and it's doing whatever, yeah, yeah, bunch of millions of these fucking things happening all the time. Anyway, each transaction goes into the ledger. Everyone can see that. Yes. You could go online now and see these transactions. What you would see is, you know, code to uh, you know uh, an identification number, if you will. Yes. Sent this amount, yeah, of information, yeah, to this uh, identification number, yeah, right. So if I wanted to hide that, I sent this amount of information to this number if i wanted to change that or hide that piece of information from the public the catch is that in the process of me sending that information from a to b it bounces off 
fucking thousands and millions yeah. of other um of other users of blockchain users yeah. being users being terminals users being individuals it bounces off all of that and everyone has the same record and in order to change that transaction and manipulate it to say something i want it to say that is not the truth everyone has to do it yeah everyone has to authorize it you can't change anything so the scale it is pretty much one of the most visible and most transparent yeah. methods of communicating information yeah there is but you don't see what the content of it is yeah. right as in you know we're not talking about fucking viewing emails yeah we are seeing oh we could yeah yeah so i think that with this decentralized thing the, the way i was trying to explain it on the way down is like <laughs> if yeah, I've, I've been because I knew we were going to get to this point where we we're going to have to we try to avoid this. No, uh, people turn off. At this <laughs> we're doing point. all right. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Okay, so yeah, with the consensus and the, the sort, the scale of the consensus required makes fraud not a thing. In that, in that sense, you can't fake things because no, yeah. people just go no. Yeah. So if we have, say, there's five terminals, there's me, you, and three other red blokes who are running these terminals. If three of us get together. And obviously, every we we'll call it ten minutes. Every ten minutes, all five of us torch each other and go, "How much have you got of this data? Or what's this data look like? What's this data look like?" We all have to agree, and then boom, new block. Yeah, and that happens every period of time. Yeah, yeah. Signed there, can't change it. In order to do something fake, out of the five of us, three of us would have to go. Let me do something sketchy here, right? So at that scale. That's doable. You could put sketchy, five, people. Uh, five people. You could do that. But at the scale of millions of people doing this, millions of separate terminals. Which is what it is now. It's just not a thing. That's that's kind of how I think I think about it. You know what I mean? So that's it's like a trustworthy data that is open to everyone to see. And you can't change it backwards. And there's all sorts of implications of that tech wise. That's that is a blockchain. Mm. Okay, but I'm glad we got that out of the way. Right. And obviously it just Anyone wants any explanation of it, just send me a message. I'll send you a link to something that will explain it way better than. Way, no, way I better think time. think you've done a good job. I think you've done a good job. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. We're going to get off the technology subject. We probably should. Okay. Yeah. So where where can we go with that? So let me come well, back. We all started off with Seg tying into giving it services same the same sort of um, philanthropic thrilla, philanthropic. Yeah. philanthropical objective good people try to do yeah. good yeah and like i am a i'm a cynical individual you've known me long enough to know that we're all cynical you know it's a nat cynicism is quite a find you have it under control it's quite a, a good thing to have because it stops you falling into holes you know and getting misled so when you turn around to someone and say see this project it's going to give this away give this stuff away just to do good people go yeah of course of course they are, mate. <laughs> what do you do? That's the first thing. You've got to be you've got to be realistic about it. So human nature, you go, yeah, of course. But it genuinely is. And I, the thing I love about it is the fact that the, the money input, it doesn't matter what your reasons for doing that are. You know, you could be doing it for a good reason. You could be doing it because you just want to get rich. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. The output is still the same. More tokens staked on the platform more rewards output more four percent from those rewards going to service people okay so we should probably explain where they, where this is in the moment and what my position is so i'm the general manager that's my job i and it is literally what it is i am 
So we have a, a team, we have a tech people. So our uh, CTO, our chief technical officer, a guy called Jens Albers, who's a mega guy, he has devs working underneath him. So you can think about the project in sort of two ways. There is the tech side with ninjas who could do this conversation asleep much better than we can. We just I don't had. Know. Developers are. What was that? That's you, your phone. Was it? Yeah. Oh, apparently, development is, that's my favourite thing to do. Well, how about shut up? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd check that. I, I, it sounds, yeah, it sounds silent. Go on, anyway. Jesus Christ. That's sketchy, isn't it? That is. That is. That's never done that before. That's a real problem. That's because we're talking about a disruptive technology. And Google's kicked in. Mm. And it's a Google, Google phone. I don't know why I fucking got one of them. Mate, that is. Well, I don't know either. Shit as well. It's the worst one we've ever had. Put it outside. That's off now, position off. Yeah, so anyway. Lucky we weren't telling secrets. Oh my God. Jesus. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, developers, mate. I don't think they Yeah, can. maybe not devs. Yeah, but yeah. They're talking binary code. Jens could explain this much better than us, obviously. So this is a very respected guy, very good guy. So you can think about the tech team there. But it's been a very re deliberate decision made that actually the front-facing team, the p team who actually... Who are going to have to explain this, push it forward, and obviously we've got we do have skills in running businesses and project management and all those things. But instead of having a blockchain nerd, I'm not saying I'm not a blockchain nerd, but a, a genuine blockchain nerd, trying to speak to your average guy, girl in the service profession who's got no time to listen about this because they've run off their feet. It's better to have that sort of personability coming from people from their background. Because we trust our own, don't we? That's just a fact. Of whether that's a good or bad thing. If you come to me and say, Gaz... survival thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in, our, in our nature. Yeah, it's in our nature. Can't help it. So there's very, been a very de deliberate decision there made that actually the people who are forward-facing with this should, as much as possible, come from a service background uh, and understand the people that they're, they're trying to gets across because we we have a situation as a company where where we're trying to market this where we've got two sorts of people that we have to try and get it across to we have crypto native people who it's just another project that they might be able to make money from and now oh, bonus i get to make i get to do some good at the same time so there's those people so we don't have to re-persuade them of anything we just go they basically say well where do you buy it and we go those places that's where you buy it no problem. They can work the exchanges. They're used to moving it around, moving the crypto from wallet to wallet and all that stuff. They understand staking. There's those people. That's not hard sell. We're selling with two things. You're either going to make a load of money or you're going to put your money somewhere that's going to do some good. Done. We But the other side of it is people who aren't crypto native who have already turned off this conversation because we started talking about something that they've heard about in the pub probably. I'd have, or I've heard about it in the news and I've gone, that's a scam. It's used by drug dealers. It's, it's all dark web stuff. You know what I mean? There's those people. And, and the reality is on that is this is, this is coming. This is going to be daily life, uh, isn't it? it? Uh, you know, yeah. it, we're just not at that stage where we recognise it yet. When, do you know what really surprised me when, I, when um, a couple of years back, when, uh, oh, no, before that, four or five years ago, with mining and all that. Yeah. Was that I didn't realise? So again, I was of that 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 opinion at the time. Oh yeah, this is uh, is this going to go somewhere? It was it was when the conversation was oh Bitcoin's going to fail, uh, 
blockchain and cryptocurrencies and all that they're just you know it's a fad someone's those gonna people make... are still there man yeah they are no, yeah but so if it's evolved far but at that yeah. point the conversation um sorry so a few years ago when that all that was at the the forefront it was the main what narrative I, wasn't it yeah but what i also learned was the same technology that they were saying is not going to be in existence was already in use by the biggest institutions in the world yeah the biggest institutions in the world already yeah. applying the technology of course, yeah. but it wasn't but it's not like front page news because one they weren't doing it it wasn't a oh invest in this token to make loads of money it wasn't that they were applying the technology for technological reasons to mm -hmm. make more efficient they the back end of whatever business or institution they're part of yeah yeah but what they still now they it isn't public for a lot of these big institutions they don't make it public and sing a dance and shout about it that they're using it and this shit is here to stay because mm -hmm. of the stigma around it still yeah it's coming it's happening this is happening like, it's happening there were terminals in london three years ago yeah. where you could go and draw out a fucking cash point where you could draw out tokens there are people around the uk now who go what are you joking no, I'm not. Yeah. I had saw, seen it from my own eyes in London. Walked in the first time I saw it. Walked in a cafe in Old Street, underneath where I work in Marsat. Yeah, yeah. Walked in there in the cafe, and in the corner was a terminal where I could put my bank card in. Yeah. And convert my cryptocurrency. I didn't have it at the time. Crypto. Oh, I did a little bit. Mm -hmm. Cryptocurrency and draw it out as fiat cash as yeah. normal cash i could do it that was three years ago exactly. there's cash points they're out there yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just not here in your face yet it's like it's coming what it's happening it? and need to learn about it kids what is that's this is exactly it man and then if that's it's the other reason why i'm into this because it, for me it ties into personal responsibility i think you have a responsibility to watch the horizon as an individual and I've, not everyone's got fucking time it's difficult i don't have time either but i make myself do it because you can't if you don't understand what's happening, what's coming at you, you can't dodge it or ride it or do whatever you need to. You need that information to know what's coming. And what the other side of me being, why I'm made up to be working for this company is I'm now in a thing where it's my job. It's my job to, yes, I think I get to do good by redistributing the wealth, but it's my job to make sure the people that I care about, not in a, you know, come here, I'm Jesus, let, let's, I need to look after you sort of way but i i do care about service people i respect them i think they're cool people they do a good thing and they a lot of them ain't got in that they have a lot of people will say they haven't got time to research this stuff it's too hard don't understand it it's not going to be a thing you know the reality is most of the most of the guys are sat watching jeremy kyle when it was on drinking brews and they could be reading about it or <laughs> me anyway yeah. you've got plenty of time you've got some downtime but yeah there's people in these certain professions worked off the heat generally we don't have time so making it as easy as possible to onboard them into onboard people in crypto and to that extent i don't care if I, I don't care about people buying svs for bonus that's the thing i'm involved in i think it's mega but you need to understand this even on on the most broad level so that when it starts hitting you in the face this being blockchain but blockchain in general blockchain technology in general when it starts to hit you in the face or people start telling you about it you know if they're misleading you or not because i think you have to have op you need options you need options and choice and to be able to have options and choice you need to be well informed
Okay, so I mean, let's look at blockchain for bad and good. Do you want to go there? Yeah. We got to point. Are you, are you, are you a clock? I, uh, yeah. Oh, let's see whether we're going to go down this or not. Okay. It's my, my bladder I'm concerned about as well. Go well, on. we can stop and have a piss if you want. I don't care about that. Joe Rogan stops for wheeze. If you want stuff for wee, we stuff for wee. Right, so quick piss. Let's do it. <laughs> right, back for a piss. Right, let's we, let's let's. We've we've been going around the houses, have we? I know. No, no, no. We haven't been going around the houses. Right. Um, why? Why? Why do people need to pay attention to the technology? Why? Okay. Because it means nothing at the moment to a lot of people. Of course it doesn't. Yeah. So I think people people have to understand that this the technology is it is it's inevitable. It's being as you were saying, it's been used by lots of places and institutions already, or at the very least they have plans to use it. This is going to be the back end to pretty much everything to do with your administration of life or your data or your your money, all those things. Okay, so why I think it's important to do that as early as possible. So in the press, you will hear a lot of bad things about, you very rarely hear positive stories about crypto and blockchain and all that stuff. This generally still has that sort of stigma as being a scam or being used by, you know, on the dark web by drug dealers and all those things because of anonymity. Um, I know when I spoke to policemen about this in the past, they have their first thing, because it's all they hear is it's all, that's what, how drug dealers do move their money. How drug dealers move their money. Well, yeah, yeah, how criminals move their money around. And of course they do. But it's not like they don't do that with physical cash as well. You know, it's not like fair, let's ban fiat currency or over-regulate fiat, cur uh, fiat currency for that. You know, it's the same. You can still do it. Pe bad people are going to do bad things with, with things. That's just how it is. Okay, so why I think it's important to get into it now is I, I think you should have options. And what I personally see, this is my, what I see around me is the, the fiat system that we've had for, you know, in all our lifetimes that we, we know nothing about, but not nothing about, we've, we've had no options from that. I feel like that's in kind of a managed decline. I feel like we're getting to the end of its workability. Right, because this obviously is not back anything anymore. There's problems with inflation everywhere. We keep having these boom and bust things every ten years. It's just it feels like it's running out of steam. And it's a, there's a different technology now that can do it better, which is blockchain, cryptocurrency. Right. So states around the world have plans to make their own digital currencies. Can I ask a quick question? Go. Can you elaborate a little bit on one of the ways that blockchain could potentially positively impact the impact of inflation and deflation? Like, how would it reduce that? What do you mean? Why would blockchain be able to do it diff things differently? Why would it make a difference to people? Well, as in a digital currency on. So you you referenced uh, so fiat currency. So what we got now. Yeah. Um, and you said we've had these booms and busts in massive inflation deflation um uh well it was thing it was backed um, by something wasn't it so it used to be back but until the 70s that fair currency certainly the dollar was backed by gold mm -hmm. and in the 70s that stopped 
not backed by gold anymore. It's not backed by anything, which is why you have to have these systems brought in and you know, sort of controls with uh, the monetary system in order to make sure it didn't inflate too much or deflate too much. Why did they stop backing it by gold? You need to Google that. That's, it's okay. to do with America um, being the place where all the gold was stored. Like, Google it, because I will, I will, I'm not, I will get it wrong, to, to be frank. Okay. I will get it wrong. I'm aware of what happened, but I will get it wrong. Okay. Yeah. So it's probably best to, the point is, it is your, your money is no longer backed by something. It's not backed by gold. So the value is whatever did, they did. kind of whatever they want it to be. Mm. If you know what I mean, mm. you know it's not it's not linked in the same way, and it's why since then you've had these ups and downs. It's hard to control. Um, so the idea that you could create a currency where you have total control over the supply, and you could program how it was spent, is very attractive to governments. Yeah. Like we've, we just offline here, we were talking about this, and I was amazed you hadn't thought you hadn't thought of the sort of implications of this. So, when you say the total control over what it can be spent on, that meaning, okay, so that, you, that meaning that let's say I'm using um, I'm using Britain coin. Yeah, Britain coin, okay. Britain coin, the Great British coin. Yeah, the GBC, GBC, the Great British coin. Yeah. Um, which has replaced the Great British Pound. Yeah. Um, the Brit British coin, because it's digitally based. Yeah. Then, if I wanted to go and spend it on something that the that the authorities or the government mm -hmm. decided that it sh I shouldn't be able to spend it on that for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe they decided that that thing that thing is criminal. That you can't go and yeah. buy from this. Thing because that's marked as the criminal account, yeah. or for other reasons, well, they exactly. could literally prevent me from paying money. Yeah, did, did digital money is programmable money. Yeah. So, whereas with whereas with fiat, I can spend the money on the fuck I want. They yeah, can't but it, yeah, of course you can. Yeah. Obviously, banks in my hand. Banks can take money in and yeah. out of your accounts. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one can do that to your 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 um, other crypto wallets, so like Bitcoin and Ethereum things like that. You can't do that there. But yeah, anyway, sort of digressing. Let's let, uh, so refocus. Sorry, sorry, that's sorry. fine, man. Refocus. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's do another piss. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe we should. Let's start again. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do that. Let's start again. You can, uh, let's let's pretend we started again yeah. and we can decide. Okay. All right, so one of the reasons that you get. We ain't starting again. You know, I don't uh, fucking edit shit. Anyway, right, well, anyway. Jesus Christ. One of the reasons that you get a lot of bad news stories in the. the um, you don't hear anything good about crypto. It's because the current financial system is part of an established order, right? And don't you do not need to go into any sort of conspiracy, conspiracy theory, yeah. uh, whatever stuff about it. But there is a state of being that has been happening in the world. There's a, basically a pattern of behaviour and the way we've been doing things, normality, for all of our lifetime. And there are people and institutions who are very set in that, quite like it. They've done done quite well out of it, um, and. The way blockchain basically gives an alternative to that, for cryptocurrency in particular, gives gives an alternative to that, a different way of doing things, a different financial system, a decentralized financial system that is controlled by the people and not by central banks. Right. So there's a as I said before, there's a general vibe 
I feel anyway. And I know if you, if you do some reading on it, there's a, a bit of a consensus on it. The, the fiat system is, is sort of, it's becoming a problem. It's sort of waning. It's like a, kind of like a managed decline. Inflation's going really bad. Look at America. And at some point, that's going to become untenable. And when that becomes untenable, these governments are going to create their own digital currencies. It's a sensible thing to do. You know, it's just it's just how it is. They will create their di own digital currencies. So exactly like you know, it'd be a digital pound, just like a Bitcoin pound, if you know what I mean. The GBC. The GBC that we were talking about. Right. So there are ramifications for that happening. It means they can control supply of it and stuff like that. But they can also control how it's spent. Okay. So from a purely, again, some people, when they talk about this stuff, go New World Order fucking psychopath stuff. And it's just, there's no need. You don't need to do it. You don't need to do it. If you were a government who had a, you're trying to run a, com a country and it's difficult and it always comes down to practicality. It's very difficult. So if you could say, okay, from the 1st of January, this isn't how it's going to happen, but imagine this scenario. From the 1st of January, we're changing over to a digital currency. So all the pounds that you've got in your bank account, they're now going to be digital pounds. Physical cash, not a thing anymore. Hand it in, we'll exchange it, go through that system. But you are basically going to have an app on your phone, just like the, the NHS one you've got now, that will have all your money in it. Right? That's your government wallet. And we will, or you're paying whatever we go into there. However, that money can be programmed to be spent in line with the best outcome for the country. So let's say, looking at what we've got at the moment, where we're trying to do lovely environmental things. Maybe you have a ration of petrol or, elect or electricity to do your car every month. Everybody has that much. So you can you can fill it this many times. You can spend this much portion of your wages on that. Yeah? And that's obviously changeable. That's, that's a push of a button change for everybody. Let's say, actually, we think it's a bad idea for people to eat meat. It's a bad idea. We do, you know, it's animals, don't want to do that. Let's try and get everyone eating more veg. So you do that. You can create a quota where you can only buy, spend so much money on meat every month, but maybe you can buy as much veg or whatever as you want. Now, depending on your, the problem is that there's good sides to that. Some of that is help, could be really helpful. You know, let's say you've got a huge section of your society who are obese and really, and they're a drain on the health service or whatever, <clears throat> whatever you like, you can make up anything you want. Imagine that's the case. Those people specifically, because you've checked your, your uh, Fitbit thing that you're not wearing it, you have to log your weight in. You're too heavy. Your BMI is too high. You can't buy fizzy drinks. Stops you buying these things. And all this sounds crazy, but it's it's just a factual thing. You could stop the obesity thing, in theory, doing that because you wouldn't allow fat people to. I don't know. You want to buy people who are overweight and had health problems to do the thing, or like smoking. Or you wouldn't things. allow healthy people to buy dog shit food. Yes. Whatever you see, my color. I know you're trying. I know. Yeah, I know you're being careful. No, I'm not being careful. It's a point. It's a yeah. point out. I mean, I As you're like talking, all yeah. of the implications of all this is popping into my head. Yes. So you flip it on the other side. Yeah. As a small business owner. Yeah. As um. Yeah. As a small business owner, and I sell a product. Yeah. And let's say all of a sudden I need to get a tick in the box to be to make it this sustainable thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to prove all that. Yeah. I'm and it for some reason I can't do that because cost. 
for example. Yeah. And my business has been running for God knows how long, but because I can't, um, I can't uh, ethically source my the straws mm-hmm. that I put into the vegan drink that yeah, are yeah, in yeah. my 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 um, recyclable bottles. But because the straws are ethically sourced, the government could turn around and say any businesses without this certification. Uh, the Great British coin would not be able to be spent as businesses. Of course, you could. So come in, all yeah. of a sudden, you you can't accept any more payments. Yes. and there isn't any fiat currency. There isn't any physical currency. No I can't take it. Right. Because I'm not saying that's a, a bad or a good it's example. Just it's just, it's just a point from the other. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now, can I ask a question? Okay. What is the difference between that Great British coin then? So being able to control, have that level of control over what the coin holder can spend it on to Bitcoin, for example. Can Bitcoin do that? What do you mean? Restrict what? If I hold no, Bitcoin because these things now, are programmed already. That's that's the thing. These things would be programmed specifically for so I'm asking, a certain thing. Asking, what's the yeah, difference? yeah, yeah. So, well, the difference is these things are controlled. These they're not controlled in the same way. They're decentralized. You can't make these decisions about these things. It's already there. Yeah, yeah it exists already. So I was getting I was getting to this. Oh, sorry. I know you're trying to. You, you just, <laughs> Well, I've got questions, mate. I'm like a moron, right? With this, I'm asking, as you're all talking about things, my head's going, oh my God, there's fireworks going. I thought you'd spoke about this. I've got to ask you. We spoke about this last time I was on. What do you mean? Last time we spoke. Last time we spoke about it. Why do I feel like I've been chastised, yeah? You're not being chastised. What have I done wrong? But last time I was on. It's my fucking studio. Sorry, mate. I keep swearing now as well. I know. I try not to do it as well. (laughs) I'm trying to be nice. (laughs) I, I alluded to this stuff last time. I was on. You need to rewatch the last time I was on. I I pulled it out of my arse effectively as some dystopian nightmare as like a laugh. Oh right, yeah. And then COVID happened. And now we are. And now some of it, that stuff doesn't seem quite so dystopian. Okay, so but like I say, you don't have to go. Well, it's not down that road. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that scenario there is a bad. I think obviously the way we've described that there, depending on what your worldview is. So that's that scenario there where you can't drive your car so far. Help the environment. Can't use much electricity. Help the environment. Got to, you know, you can't eat as many animals. Help the environment. All those, or help. Yep. Imagine it, but that's just it. This is what this is the point I'm getting to. If that's your worldview, you're like, yeah, that's mega. These people eating, doing this all this bad stuff. Just stop them. Awesome. However, that's with the current government. What if the government changes and says, actually, big guy, all this environmental stuff's rubbish. Climate change is not a thing. Not a thing. So you can cut this and make me sound like a psychopath if you like. But it's not a thing. Actually, we need to eat more animals. Too much. There's too much soy. That's going to be a problem. We're all becoming weak. Everyone's got low testosterone. Everyone has to eat this much meat every day. We're going to do factory farming. Produce as many animals as possible. We don't care about how they're... Fossil fuels are great. Everything. All those things. Suddenly, that's a problem, isn't it? If that's, all, if that's like, well, that's against my worldview. I don't want to eat meat. Why are you making meat so I'm like money can only buy meat? You just have to think of both both scenarios. If the point is people should be free to do what they want with their money. And the idea of a currency that could be programmed to do with the whatever is the taste du jour of the government or anybody is a problem. You've earned that money, it is your money. You should be able to spend it as you see, you see fit. Is this what is seen as something without going down the, the yeah. again, we're going to stop in the rabbit hole in a minute, like in about 10 seconds. We'll try. Is this scenario where governments move to a digit, see the need to move to digital currency mm-hmm. and do it by 
creating their own digital currency. Mm -hmm. That's how they see this. This is what is going to happen. They see this happening. And when I say yeah. they, I mean the economic and the yeah. well, the economical experts yeah, yeah, at the yeah, top yeah. of the tree. That's how they see this happening. This yeah. is going to there's going to be a move to digital currency, and it will be a a sovereign currency for yeah each country. Well, because they'll want to control it themselves. Yeah, you would you would think so. That's In the same way as you control the royal mint. Yes. You control the digital mint. Yes. I just coined that phrase. Good, isn't it? The digital mint. Is I that did. a real thing? Or have I just invented that? I don't, I don't know. Come on. You digital mint. Do you want to invent it? Yes. Yeah. Digital mint. <laughs> digital mint. That's <laughs> yeah. But is it, am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. It's, it's going right. to be in countries' interests to do that. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes look, sense. It, it makes sense. Of course it does. Yeah. You know, and it depends on the, what flavor of country you've got. You look at China, digital yuan, exactly connected to your behavior. Behave well, the money's easier to get hold of. You can get loans. This is what I was talking about last time. This is now. Social right? credit score. This is the situation now. Well, it, start, it, it yeah. started in China, yeah. Yeah, okay. it started in China. And obviously, I, I, like my, I have family, Chinese family, who oh. know about this. My brother's wife's Chinese. I've got two Chinese, uh, Chinese English nephews. So I, I don't talk about China from a completely, um, I know a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Got a bit of experience. I've been there a few times as well. Um, but yeah, that's just a, their society works a different way. And so they've found that actually this sort of thing works quite well for them. Okay. So anyway. That is one possibility. And I'm not saying that everything's going to be nightmare, horrible. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe it will be programmed incredibly sensibly for the, for the good of the country. Obviously, we, we ain't all going to agree on what the good of the country is, which is the issue. Why we get onto this and why people need to learn about it is all other existing digital currencies are a hedge against that. They give you an option. It doesn't matter what they are. Hold it. I mean, let's look at the... the, the OG, so Bitcoin. You hold Bitcoin, that is a hedge against these things. It's an option. You put your money there, or some of your money, just some of your wealth into that. Not investment advice. Not, no. If you were to do that, though, it's not investment advice. I don't know anything, as this conversation proves. But yeah, it gives you an option. My, my fear is basically this. People aren't given a choice. So nobody is educated on how this stuff works. They don't even understand that it's a possibility that money can be programmed to be spent within parameters. And then one day they wake up and they don't own any other digital assets at all. And all of their wealth and ability to earn money and all of those things is stuck in a system that they cannot get out of, that they don't have a hedge against. That's my concern. And by educating people now, all it does is give people options. Because some people would love that system. Imagine a scenario where, especially if you get a situation where, you know, with automation of jobs, the workforce changes, and that's just, that's going to happen. <clears throat> Loads of stuff's going to be automated. Not everyone's going to have to go to work in the same way. So then universal basic income comes in. Some people would be quite happy. I'm, I'm not judging these people. But some people would be quite happy to sit at home, play on the computer, watch TV, chill, play with their family, and just have a wallet that the government gives them this much to survive on every month. And they, as long as they don't spend it outside of these parameters, everyone's a winner. Some people would love that. They'd love it. But some people wouldn't. And that's, that's I think you should have options. So that's, that's the education side of it anyway. That's why I think you should try to at least be aware of this. And the implications of it. 
Yeah. Because I, I think I, my, this is just my personal perspective, you know, and it's all linked to why I got involved with giving services, why I started SEG in the first place. I believe in personal responsibility. And, you know, service is part of that. I think service is good for you. I think you being responsible for your own financial situation is quite a good thing. I don't think someone should control how you choose to live your life. Mm-hmm. And that, that is connected to how you're able to spend your money. Yeah. You know, and we are, one of the problems we have in this, the, the blockchain community in general, and the crypto community is regulation. So you have institutions that don't really understand what they're trying to regulate because it's a very fluid thing, blockchain, is It's changed every two minutes. It's hard to keep up with. And obviously, there are scams everywhere, as there are with everything. And reg- some regulation is needed in order to keep completely uneducated people safe from themselves, in a way, and from people taking advantage of them. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think currently what we have is a situation where there is the established order that is being disrupted by this new technology. And the established order either can't move fast enough to get on top of it and keep established and keep their current position, or are scared that they could just, you know, they could lose their nice life that they've got. And this is individuals and institutions. It's a disruptive technology. It's, it's, that's what technology is meant to do. It's meant to disrupt and get better over time. So, um, kind of train of thought there. Oh yeah. So regulation, I feel like at the moment, because this, this like this, this genie that's escaping the bottle in a way with, with blockchains becoming more into public consciousness, institutions are just flapping and going, right, we need to put, put it, put it back in its box a little bit. And I think they're doing, they're over-regulating in some respects. They're trying to control it too much. And it, it just, it comes down to that balance between people being safe to spend the money as they want, but also being allowed to spend as they want. Because what, what people who are just getting into this, what you may find is if you go to, uh, to buy some cryptocurrency, your bank may say no. Some banks will not let you buy it. At the very least, a lot of them will give you, a, they'll deny the transaction and you'll have to ring them and say, please, can I spend my money, please? And that's it's sketch. It's like, all you're doing is holding my cash for me. That's all you're doing. And you're making, obviously they're making money off your cash while it's sat in their account. It doesn't just sit there. They lend it out and make money off it. That's how banks work. It's their business. That's fine. But you don't get to tell me how to spend my money. If I want to go and lose all my money spending over here, I should be allowed to. I I understand. Like, I've, you is know, that not only the situation now, though, because of it, they're they're in a situation where, so banks, for example, yeah. diligent banks, for example, yeah, who yeah. also want to protect your money for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in a situation where it's hard for them to tell the scams from the real stuff, in general, because mm-hmm. they do that not only for some digital currencies. Yeah. Or a lot of digital currencies. Mm-hmm. They do it for other things like, yeah, um, yeah. like well, other types of payments to whatever. You know, yeah, if you got random uh, payments on the other side of the world, yeah, yeah, they yeah, go, yeah, yeah. hang on, mate. Well, geographically you... based, they also do it like um, to individual accounts, to mm-hmm. stuff like Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that the case there? Well, I'm not saying it's completely no, wrong. I see, I see I'm just saying it's, it, there's a balance. They have it. that ability to. Yeah, they have the ability, yeah, but yeah, they, yeah, they have yeah. policy. Yeah. yeah. They shouldn't have policy that you cannot spend your money at a, a crypto exchange. 
You know what I mean? Like crypto exchanges, and this is another thing that people should get used to when they start stepping into this world that is just different. When you look where these places are based, these exchanges, they're not going to be in the UK or the US. These, you know, what you would, because the regulation is an issue. So they will be based in places like the Cayman Islands or British Virgin Islands or uh, Singapore or Dubai or you know, Belize. There's these places that are more open regulatory crypto wise have better policies or more open policies that allow the these places to do business so it's just just a switch of mindset about what is normal it's like another thing like when you buy when you join a crypto exchange like a centralized one normally or you know just a decent exchange they have a thing called know your customer where you know you have to and this freaks people out you have to show your id there was you know, you'll join, you'll sign up, and it will send you like a, a thing saying, okay, you need to take a picture of your ID and send it to us. Then you need to take a selfie so we can see that you match the ID. Now, there's crypto complete purists who only mine it and don't want anything to do with that, and they all buy a thing decentralized. That's fine, they can do that. But for the average on the street, it's probably okay for you to do those things, but it's not normal. It sounds like a scam. Someone say, right, give us your picture of your passport. I don't think so. Not these days. No, I don't think so. Not I've the last had couple of years. Maybe that. before. Okay. Not over the last couple of years. I'm quite used to having to do well, that's that good. for different things. Yeah. Well, that's good. don't think so. And it's, to be honest, it's almost, it's also a reassurance thing. But I think it, as long as I know what I I'm doing it true. for. You know, as long as, long, as long as I know what I'm doing it for. Yeah. So for your example of an exchange where I've yeah. gone and purchased crypto in the past. But this is it. That's I'll, but I'll do my, as as a Joe Blogs, I'll do my due diligence and go, okay, this this cryptocurrency platform mm -hmm. hmm this is what um, i have to use to buy this script yeah, this yeah, yeah oh this is what i've been recommended yeah okay let's look elsewhere online and go and look at the you look at the reviews you can do it yeah, like yeah, anything yeah. else and go yeah. is this legit or is it not yeah and then you go okay and then you sign up you give your id i like i like on the, especially on the crypto side i like something that asks me for some form of verification that way because in my head that means that it's much more difficult Mm -hmm. for a fucking criminal to use it for nefarious activities. No, I agree. I Just agree. on that basis. I agree. Because also, where I'm, where I'm, it's an exchange. It's not something holding my currency. I'm just mm -hmm. using that to get my currency. Yeah. Right? Well, so, you can store it on the exchange. You can, no, you can do that. You very bad practice. Yeah, you shouldn't you do that. that yeah. Um, yeah. But my point is that if you are completely new to this, mm. you just, no one's, no one's talking you through it. No one's telling you anything. You've heard about, you know, you've heard something. He goes, I'm going to try and buy this crypto stuff. And you don't know what's normal, and you just go to an exchange and start asking, start asking you for your ID and stuff. It puts people off. It put, I've, I've tried to help people on board with this who are going, I'm not putting my ID in. I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's about recognizing what is normal behavior. You, if you're trying to do this stuff, you should do that. And actually, for the for Joe Blogs, that's actually a really good thing. Yeah. You know. What's that mean? Time to go. Right. Anything else to finish off on? Before we give the relevant links and all that, um, no, not really. I mean, I would just, I would, I would urge people to just to give yourself five minutes. You know what I mean? Have a little read about it. Where should they go first then? Okay. For a general overview, any of, of the big exchanges actually have really good um, learning things. If you got like the Coinbase, you go to yeah. Coinbase, it has like learning, and you go to learn, and it'll actually talk you through the process and you can earn little bits of crypto as you do it and how it I'm all fairly works sure that's, well, yeah 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 so it basically takes you from hero to having a wallet 
with a couple of little bits of other cryptos in. I haven't done that process myself, but I know people who have. And, you know, you, you will get like, you know, point whatever of a Bitcoin to to learn. So it's, it's a brilliant onboarding process. And any of the really big exchanges will have that type of thing. Any of the bankless podcasts are good. They're really good guys. And quite sort of Ethereum heavy over Bitcoin. That, that's another thing you should be used to in, in blockchain as well. There's a bit of tribalism, but it's, it's part of the fun in a way. It's a different conversation. It is a different conversation. I'm not going down that road. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just... Just give yourself a bit of a chance and have a look. And absolutely, if this interests you, and I'm not even talking from a given to services SVS token sort of standpoint here. If you if you just want to ask a question, send me a DM, and I I will at least send you a link to somewhere you can go and do your own reading. Um, and if if I if we get that out of this, that's that's the best thing. It's just it is absolutely blockchain in general is a tool. And you can use it for good things and you can use it for bad things. That's just how, that's like any other tool. But you can do some incredible good with it. And it, the DAOs and those sorts of decentralized people coming together to achieve something. That's one of the best things about it, I think. There's basically, there's, if you think about it in your head, is there's currently two financial communities. There's the centralized financial community who 90% of people are in. And probably like 99% of people are in, if we're actually honest. Um, where you don't, where you just you go to your bank and your bank help you do things. There's another side of it that is decentralized, and it's just a it's a very vibrant and crazy but really good community who believe in taking responsibility for their financial future and using different financial tools to generally give you a be give you better options in life and give you control over your financial future. And it's just fun. It's just a good place. It sounds a bit shit, but it's a I think it's a very vibrant and fun place to be. It feels cutting edge because it is. I agree, yeah. It yeah. was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just on that. It, it, when you do start delving into the whole technology mm. thing, ignoring the, the currency side, the whole just blockchain in general, you see the scope of applications or what they call or it, ways that are applying this technology across the board. Some shit is yeah. crazy. Get, yeah. Some stuff, well, you know. It's called red pilling for a reason, isn't it? You get red pilled into it and that's you like, whoa, <laughs> hang on, I've seen behind the curtain here. Look at all the stuff I can do. But this way, like, just to end with a little fun thing here. One of the things I'm currently doing and my, my, my mate is doing is a, there's a, a game, right? It's a play to win metaverse game where you can basically buy sounds like it's fucking crazy but basically buy spaceships in the metaverse right <laughs> i'm in yeah I'm like, well, we'll speak right. it's called star atlas right so it's basically it's it's like staking in a way it's similar to sbs in a way but your your tokens represent spaceships and you more you stake the more spaceships you buy for your side right but you get paid interest for providing these spaceships to your side and, and just spaceships and you know um, logistical support and you know bases and things like that. Right, it's gonna it, it's being built at the moment. It's gonna be a huge metaverse game, but that's that's kind of my point. You can do some insane stuff. You go, what? You are making money by staking spaceships in the metaverse. You're like, well, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh anyway, I'll show right. You. Um, <laughs> how do so first off, okay. if people want to contact you, how do they get older you? Um. So Twitter, Gazwalsh3, um, Instagram, Gazwalsh, I'm on that, I think that's what I am. 
Uh, I am still the person behind the Cities Guild uh, social media, so if you talk to that, you're generally going to speak to me, as long as I'm not too busy. But uh, anything to do with the crypto and the blockchain thing. If you're interested in what I've said about it as a project, as just crypto for good, trying to give back to service people, go to givingtoservices.com. Just read the website. Read the website. See what you think. Got any questions? Call at me. It's Giving to Services token on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. They're the best places. Just come and ask the question. We'll tell you about it. If it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's not. But um, yeah, it's. I was going to say something about gaining them, but we, we won't talk about those things, will we? Yeah, you can do all right. You can do all right. Another another podcast. Yeah, you can point. do good things for for good people. That's the best thing. You Definitely. give back to good people. Cool, mate. Exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Interesting to see you do something uh, in line with Seg that isn't Seg. Always, yeah. always interesting what you're doing, mate. Like a little, I'm mean, like a little pest from far going. What's he doing now? Yeah. <laughs> I always feel disappointed if we don't do more rabbit holes. We've got to be serious. We can't do rabbit holes. But there you go. Well, there's never be a next time. I know. I know be a next time. Uh, perfect, perfect end. Been a pleasure, guys. Always is. Do it again soon. And um, just get some stuff. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can become a patron of H-Hour by going to patreon.com forward slash HK podcasts and subscribing. Yeah. Basically, core group of podcast supporters, podcast fans, people who want to become more involved with the podcast in a multitude of different ways. We have monthly calls. When I say we, me, plus my patrons, we have a monthly call, not public calls, they're only for patrons. We do that via Zoom. You also get opportunities occasionally to have a private Q&A with podcast guests. Again, via Zoom. This is like as, as personal as you can get with the guests. And we've got our own little Discord community. We have monthly giveaways, veteran-owned giveaways to patrons. You get access to all of the interviews before anyone else. And you get access to exclusive interviews that will never be public. So Gaz was interviewed before this actual podcast, a mini interview, if you like, delving into different aspects of his experiences, his life, and uh, what he loves and what he loathes. And that is available to patrons now. Every, that happens with every guest. So patreon.com forward slash HK podcasts. Another shout to those who brought you the podcast today. Combat Cigars, the first veteran-owned Combat Cigar Company in the UK. Combat Cigars are a company who supply you with the alliest smokes you can have for whatever event you're taking part in. A promotion, a piss-up, a dining out, a dining in. When you think of cigars, when you think want to get cigars in, think Combat Cigars. Go to combatcigars.co.uk for all your cigar needs. Also check out the humidor there. That is incredible. You'll love it. Combatcigars.co.uk Also bringing you this podcast today were the Aardvark Group. The Aardvark Group are established in the world as a major player in its field. Renowned for exceptional technology and innovative propositions. They have supported and do support countless 
defence ministries, the humanitarian and NGO sectors, and commercial operators in theatres of war and post-conflict environments around the world, as well as their products and services for those big organisations and entities. They also have an online shop where you can get kit and equipment for on the man, on the woman, on the person, if you work in post-conflict zones, hostile environments, dodgy situations. Go to aardvark.group and check out the shop and enter the checkout code H-H-O-U-R for money off. Things like trauma packs, first aid kits, you can get an aardvark. You can get it with money off exclusively for H-Hour listeners. Aardvark. Also bringing you this podcast today were Rugby for Heroes, who've just held their first event of 2022 and I already cannot wait for the next event in 2022, which is going to be in May. And then a third event, which is going to be in June. Rugby for Heroes raise money for military charities. They do it through organising fundraising events which revolve around one or all of the following. Alcohol drinking, good food eating, good now. Good networking, good banter, and rugby. Go to rugbyforheroes.org to check out when the next event is uh, and follow them on social media at rugby number four heroes. Get amongst it, folks, and we'll see you at the next event in May. Yes, that's it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Don't forget you can watch it on YouTube if you want to, and please don't forget to leave me a review if the app on which you listen to podcasts. Gives you the opportunity. That's it. Until next time, out.